Hello and welcome to Our Super Podcast, a podcast all about things that we find interesting, like comics and video games and music. Each week we choose a topic and then we'll both choose something related to that topic to talk about. And we'll also run down what's been happening this week that's caught our attention and we'll end with listener questions. Hi, I'm, I'm Steph Perrinans. And I'm Sarah Grayley. So, what's new this week? What is new this week? Um, I don't know. I mean, has anything big happened? Let me check my list. Um, okay. Scroll in, scroll in. Um, Wreck-It Ralph 2 has a new trailer. Uh-huh. I've Anything bigger? Um, I played a bit of Mario Tennis. And anything more personal? Um, I read Giant Days Volume Six. Okay, we got we're engaged. Oh yeah, that thing <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so yeah, uh, to that. Yeah, um, it was our seven year anniversary on Friday, and I thought I would totally surprise Sarah out of the blue by proposing, and she said yes. I do. It's true. <laughs> and now I've got a ring and... A really expensive ring. So, such an expensive ring. It's, I feel really bad because there's been so many, like, um, there's been so many nice comments on the ring on various social media platforms. But then there's a few people who pointed out, hey, is that just a mood ring? And it's a mood ring. <laughs> that's, been, that's been my favourite thing. Like, yeah, we, we told the internet on Monday. Wow, that's a weird... That's a weird line to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone was really stoked about the ring, apart from like three people that were like, is that a mood ring? Oh, oh my God. It. I mean, it's a nice mood ring. It is. I, I, I chose it because it's like moon and stars. It was like a, Aww. yeah. But um, yeah, I mainly chose it because I didn't want to propose without a ring. And I also didn't want to order a ring that you didn't like. And uh, I didn't actually know what, you don't wear, <laughs> you don't wear rings, so I didn't know what size your finger was. So um, I didn't want to risk that. And I'm glad that, that I didn't, because when we measured your ring finger properly, it was like not. <laughs> like, we we tried measuring it with a bit of string ages ago as a joke. And a it joke. was nowhere near <laughs> that size. So I would have got like a really massive, like, comedy, like, ring just falling off. It would probably just fit over your entire hand, so... And the cool thing is, like, it changes colour. <laughs> yes, that is According cool to my one. mood. I mean, the, um, the real ring is a lot nicer. I'm excited for it to arrive. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't... I just really... I don't wear jewellery, like, at all. I think the last piece of jewellery I wore was a Sonic the... Sonic, a, a Sonic the Hedgehog watch from Sonic the Comic the Magazine. And it got smashed off my wrist at a gig. Because I got pushed into a speaker so hard, it just snapped clean I mean, off. I don't think that's true. Huh? Oh, well, I wear ne- necklaces. That's true. Do enamel pins count as jewellery? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay, then. I take it back. It's 21st century jewellery, Sarah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you wear jewellery? Not really. I, I, I sometimes <laughs> wear a watch, but I, I don't. I forgot to... I keep forgetting to charge it, and then I don't wear it. It's cool. I like it. Like, sometimes you let me wear it. Like, you don't want to wear it anymore. Some, I don't know yeah. why you've given it to me, but every time I wear it, I get so many compliments. People come <laughs> up to me and they're like, what nice watch? What's that? Mm. It is. It's a, it's a very nice watch. It's a Pebble watch. It's very fun. It's very, yeah, it's very Rest fun. Rest in peace, Pebble. Okay, so um, a cool thing I've got down for this week is I finally read Giant Days Volume 6. Congratulations. Yeah, um, it's written by John Allison, who's really good. A really good DK comic writer. And I feel really bad that, like, I think, in actual fact, Giant Days in 
its single issue run is actually like way way ahead of where I'm at <laughs> from reading it in the collected versions but yeah. I feel like I'm too far down the road of getting the collected versions to jump to the single issues now I don't think there's like a nice easy way of doing that and then also like would I still get the trades do I throw down like do I do I pay double for the collected versions or do I just stay on the collected version I mean it's thing? so nice you could buy it twice or thrice because they, ha- they had those hardcover uh, collections as well that look really nice we're not made of money <laughs> <laughs> we just spend all our money on repeatedly buying John Arson's yeah, comic um, I do have his new series on pre-order though I think that comes out I, th- I want to say later this month um, it's called By Night and it's coming through Boom Studios it looks really cool it does look really cool like um, his stuff always seems really um nice that comes out at the moment um that's being written by John Allison and it's the art is by Christine Larson who's worked on Adventure Time. I don't know if that's the TV show or the comic, though. <laughs> One of the two. Oh. They're both probably very good. I mean, they're both really good. We've got loads of the comics. I feel like we should also point out that Giant Days is drawn by Max Siren, and she just does an incredible job as well. So, you should get those. We recommend those. John Larson's comic books are very good. Good egg, good writer, good comics. Another thing i got written down is um, we're going to be going to New York Comic Con um, this year. So, October, start of October this year, we're going to be going to be hitting up that really busy busy convention again yeah you should come visit us it's going to be really fun um we're going to go to the nintendo shop the day before it's going to be my birthday so um i mean yeah Yeah, you just have to it's birthday law it means we're allowed to spend money in the nintendo shop again because it's your birthday the birthday the birthday gods have decreed that we can spend money in nintendo shop yeah it's like how am i how am i celebrating my birthday how am i going to celebrate turning 27 i'm gonna buy loads of splatoon stuff i hope they have new splatoon stuff though because we googled it the other day and it looks like the stuff they've got in the store might be the same as when we went last year so i'm hoping there might be some new t-shirts or something if if anyone wants to update us on what Splatoon merch is in the Nintendo store. If if it's on your way. If you're there anyway. I think we already saw that online. <laughs> so let's not put people out okay, of their way okay. for stuff like I that. I mean, I just, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I would, because you wasting people's okay, time. Okay, That's don't, not... do not show us what's yeah, in the Nintendo Yeah, I don't want to know. Let's it's going to be surprise. a birthday surprise. Talking of Nintendo, um, the Game Boy camera is 20 years old this last week. Happy and birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I still have mine from, like, probably about... 18 years ago, because I don't think I got it when it first came out. I got it when it was, like, reduced in price or something. But, um, yeah, it still works, and I I totally want to take a picture of us while we do this podcast and then upload it to the Twitter page. You so, should crank that sound. I'm not going to, like, I don't have to prove that it's her. No, it's good sound. It's very no, good it's sound. it's not. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, strike you our best pose, and... Be prepared that it's going to come out like a really weird, grainy mess, because it's very weird technology. My fave. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to take the time-honoured selfie picture. And... Awesome. Beautiful. Okay, I'll try and take a picture of those on this screen with my phone later and put them onto the... Our super podcast account. They're bound to be <laughs> extremely very good photos. But, um, yeah, no, it was a really weird bit of, like, kit, though. It was basically, like, a Game Boy cartridge with a big, like, big eyeball camera on top of it. And you can take pictures of, for example, your horrible little baby sister and make her, like, make her face, like, the bad guy in, like, a Space Invaders game or, like, a kind of a, a juggling game 
or like yeah. being like a DJ. So you could have like you take like four separate pictures, and then the face would like change during the game. It was really good. It's a very think, good thing. I think I had a game on the Game Boy Color, but it was for that machine over there because it was like a printer thing that you could put on it right that's right yeah yeah it was like some mickey mouse game but i really <laughs> enjoyed it I mean, it was goofy i, mean, I can't remember they, they did make it so the printer would work with other games i think you could um you know on the original pokemon games if you collected all 150 you could go to a place in oh i can't remember what the big city know, is called i know what you mean though and the it gives you a certificate but yeah. basically you could print it off on the game boy camera printer Aww. and you'd have this little like printer thing and maybe i, I think i want to say you could print off like the pokedex entries as well maybe oh that's so cute but yeah so it had multiple uses but i think when they came out like the i think the game boy camera was like 70 pounds i think the printer was like 60 or 70 as well so i never had the printer i had the yeah. camera when it was reduced to like 20 pounds in <laughs> but it's really good and i can't believe it's 20 years old yeah. age is a number but it's such a big number but it was such a really cool thing when it came out and it's still cool now it's and like nice to see nintendo yeah like i i don't think i've got rid of many of my old game boy things i've still got my copy of pokemon red somewhere i've still got my copy of Link's awakening like yeah i lost like a bunch of my pokemon games when we moved house and i just remembered that now and i don't think we have lost them i'm sure I've seen no them no no when i moved house as a child oh okay. <laughs> that's so sad for you so i was gonna say we still got like all the ds ones and stuff yeah yeah oh, so sad my charizard you. well you're all pokemon oh. they miss you um wreck <laughs> ralph 2 does have a new trailer that was like that is a good thing as well for this week it is yeah I like the look of that film i think it's going to be good um I, I did see someone point out online as a saying they couldn't have done another film that was just focused on video game stuff that they've kind of had to venture into the internet and all that kind of stuff so I don't know I think it'll still be good but video games have so much more I think there was so much more they could have like got into with that stuff but yeah. maybe they still will maybe that's just kind of like yeah, part of it maybe they will I'm, I'm excited I'm gonna go did you how, how, <laughs> are you gonna go I'm gonna go maybe you'll come with me um, maybe <laughs> did you uh, did you how many times did you cry in the first Wreck-It Ralph? I don't think I did cry in the first Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, like, but... Yeah, you can't spoil Wreck-It Ralph anyway. It has, like, one super emotional bit. Nah, I think if you didn't, nah, like, get bummed out at that bit... It's two. No, there's one. Two. There's one. Multiple. Five. I think there is two, actually. I just... No, 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 I okay, just, like, no, I, I can think of the two you're thinking of. This doesn't make for good podcast listening. I just cried constantly for that movie. No, you Let's continue. Did not. Um, there's, a, there's a new trailer for the second Lego movie, so that should be quite good. Like, I think the first Lego movie was really good, and uh, Lego Batman was really good. Lego Ninjago I had on, on a plane journey, but I was asleep for it the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So that might have been good, but I need to watch it again, but, like, while awake... And so I think the Lego Movie 2 should be quite cool. That means that you have to watch the Lego Ninjago movie on the plane, by law. That you started it on the plane, you've got to end it on the plane. I can deal with that. Yes. I can also, deal with that I'm, weird law, yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm excited for Lego Movie I saw that. Is that, like, written on the seat card? Like, the safety <laughs> yeah. card they give you? It kind of gives Every you, like, the movie. brace positions, and it gives you, like, the kind of like, the thing to pull the mask down. It says, if you're watching a movie on the plane, but you fell asleep, you can only finish watching that movie on the plane. And it's no, got, like, a little picture, a little caricature of a person watching a film asleep with a little sad smiley no, face. No, no, It's only with the Lego movies on the plane. All the other movies are fine. Awful. Yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Um, talking of trailers, there's a trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is like a new animated Spider-Man film coming yes. out from Sony. And that looks really good. Like, the trailer's got kind of these weird kind of... Um, these weird kind of, like, 3D effects, but, like, old-school 3D, like the whole, like, blue and red 
yeah sort of off kilter stuff um i think it's got a proper name i want to say <laughs> oculent occlusion I, the animation style looks really unique and really great it looks really interesting it looks really funny and it it kind of looks like it's taken like a fresh take on i, I read some of the the spider-verse comic storyline when i got the books into my old school library that mm-hmm. i used to manage and that storyline was super interesting. It was like very sort of like multiple multiple dimensions, multiple Spider Men's, multiple Spider Women, Spider Pigs. Even. <laughs> and it was like a really weird story to read in the comics, but this looks like it's taken an even like a, a different take on the same kind of story of like the whole multiple universes thing. So I like, I mean, I'm interested in it. It looks really interesting and good. I feel like um, with superhero movies and stuff, like generally I'll, I'll watch a trailer and I'll be like, well, that's 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 okay. Like, yeah. But like with the Spider Spider Man like franchise, like every time a trailer comes out, I'm always like, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna watch Spider Man. Like I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, I think Spider Man is just one of those heroes that's a lot more. Oh, I don't know, like pure, like a little bit more like <laughs> wholesome, wholesome with like yeah. a space in between each letter. Yes, awesome. absolutely. But yeah, so no, it looks, looks really good. it looks really good, and I'm really excited for it. Yes, that comes out a lot later this year, I think, like Christmas. Yes. Um, I played a bunch of Mario Tennis Aces on the Switch over the weekend because there was the whole um, like a test kind of demo tournament thing. Is it called Test Fire? Um, that was just Bruce Platoon, I think. Oh, it yeah, sounds cool. Cool phrase. <laughs> um, but I really, I had a really good time with it. Um, I'm really bad at it though. Like everyone else was like beating me left, right, and center. I think my final score, my final like tally was like I think I played about 20 games on it. I think I won like th- I want to say three, but it might have just been two. Ooh. But I did enough to <laughs> I did enough to unlock Waluigi, and his um, his special shot animation is very good. The first time I saw it, it was someone literally beating me on the very final like point of the match yeah and it's this kind of big dashing kind of thing where it's like him like twirling around i can't remember if there's like a rose in his mouth or something but it's like it better be it's like proper like it's like everything that everyone's ever wanted from like some kind of romantic waluigi thing it's like someone's like romantic waluigi fan tennis fan fiction (laughs) in like a five second animation you know that exists of course it exists exists just from saying it um but yeah it was good i don't know if i'll buy it because I was really bad at it. But then maybe if I bought it, I'd get better at it. But I think that's out later this month, and I think I might be too busy to play it anyway, <laughs> which is really sad, but I would like to play more of it. It was... I don't know, it was good. I haven't played a tennis game in ages, like, mm-hmm. and I used to be really good at one that I had on my Game Boy. Yeah. So why, I don't not, know. This, why not the Switch? I mean, if we buy any video games, I'd really like to get State of Decay, despite not having an Xbox. State of Decay 2 looks really Ooh, good. Sorry. The State of Decay... Two. It's the new one. The original one <laughs> was really good. I had that on um, three sixty. You can play the original one if you want, Ed. Oh, it's old. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, no, the original one was really good. It had like um, this whole thing where you could choose to be different. You could choose to play as like different characters in your camp. Yeah. And every time you play as a character, you'd be sort of like slowly like leveling up their different skills, like how good they were at running, how good they were at fighting, how strong they were. But if you managed to get them killed, like I managed a whole lot, mm. they would just be gone, like full stop. There was like that was it. They were gone from your campsite. They were gone from this world. It was like permanent death, and it was really cruel because you get really attached to like Sydney, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you you know you're looting some house, and then all of a sudden there's a zombie behind you, and Aww. then you run out of stamina, and then the zombie Aww. kills you, and you're looking at the screen like. Oh, I just spent like two hours playing as Sydney <laughs> and now everything I've just done has been wasted. Rest in peace, Sydney. And then what's even worse is if you want to go get the, the, the stuff that Sydney had when he died, yeah. the next character you play as, you have to go back to that location and try and find their backpack of stuff. But yeah. then usually there's still like a bunch of zombies about that 
killed you in the first place. Sounds so, so good. I really want to. <laughs> it's very possible that you end up dying in the same place, just trying to retrieve a backpack of stuff like supplies. So we it's really were, cool. We were watching the gameplay for it, and it looks really, really good. But um, yeah, it was, you're looking at like all the special zombies and stuff. Like, oh, this this is very similar to. Um, I've forgotten the name of the game. I was going to say House of the Dead 2. It's not. Leopard Dead 2. I really wish there was more Leopard Dead. I just love all zombie games. One day they'll make Leopard Once Valve runs out of money, they'll make Leopard Dead 3. And I'll give them some money to Left buy the game. Leopard Dead 2 was like the... I think it was like the first demo game I played on the Xbox 360 when I got one. It's so good. And it was like a really good game. I don't think I'd ever played like a 3D game with like... That was like so intense before. Mm. But... I like to think we got kind of alright at it before moving on to like other zombie I th- games. I think we were great at it. But yeah, it I love zombie games. pretty good. I want to play them more. Okay, moving on from things we've enjoyed this week. What's the topic for this week's episode? So this week's theme is music. I like music. I like music too. And that's why it's the theme this week. That's a good theme. Yeah, so... I think like a, a nice thing when you meet people is like asking them, hey, what kind of music you like and stuff. And then if they say they like the good bands, you're like, oh, they're a good person. <laughs> if they if they say, hey, I like Carly Rae Jepsen, you know they're cool and we can be friends. I feel like that's like the number one time for my head to go blank, though. So I'm interested to see how this episode is going to go. <laughs> well, I just, I want to know more about you. You're my fiancé now. Yeah, it's for seven years. We've never talked music. Never Let's start now. Music. So... Um, I'm just going to ask the the basics, the most important stuff. Okay. What was your favourite band when you were 13? When I was 13? 13's important, because you're, you're just become a teenager. Wait, what year is that at school? Is that like year nine? Uh, mm, year ten? Year nine, ten? Year eight. Year eight? Oh yeah, I guess year eight going to nine. Um, I think my favourite band when I was that, that old might have been... Either Incubus or Jimmy Eat World. And that was before Jimmy Eat World and Incubus were really big, right? Oh, no, I think they were, like, big. Like, that was, like, when... Oh, we're talking, like, this cool. is the period of time when Incubus... <laughs> Incubus had gotten really big through Drive, the really acoustic song they had. Off, um, I want to say it was the album Make Yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, Jimmy Eat World had literally just released, like, Bleed American and um, The Middle. And I think The Middle got to, like, number 26 in the charts in the UK or something. So they were, like... They were known... Yeah. But, like, they were still really cool to me. And then <laughs> they were, like, the first two gigs I went to as well. I oh. went to see um, Incubus at the Wolverhampton Civic Hall. And uh, Hoobastank were the first support. And for a while I was telling everyone that Hoobastank were my favourite band, even though Hoobastank had an awful band name. Mm, <laughs> but, yeah. um, Jimmy World were great, though. But when we went to see them live, I'd only listened to Bleed American, like, the, the, album, the newest album that was out. Yeah. And so I hadn't listened to Clarity. I hadn't listened oh. to Static... Is it Static Prevails? Yeah, the, maybe. The I don't one. know. <laughs> um, I hadn't listened to either of those albums, and Clarity like has since become like one of my favourite albums of theirs, and every single time they played a song that was off of it, I had no idea what it was. So I think during, that was such like a weird gig to be at with friends, because it, it, it would go from us being really excited when they played something like The Sweetness, to being like really kind of like nonplussed when they were playing anything else. So it was a strange gig. What about you? What were your favourite bands when you were 13? Um, so when I was 13, uh, I guess it was Green Day, 
but um yeah it was kind of just before American Idiot happened so <laughs> but um when I was at school I got I got bullied a lot and pe- people come up to me and be like oh you're you're a punk rock you like Metallica and that wasn't true I did not like Metallica but then Green Day like American Idiot happened and everyone knew who Green Day were so then the kids that were mean to me would come up to me like oh you like Green Day and I'd be like yes I do I love them <laughs> but uh it quickly moved on from Green Day to Alkaline Trio so I was a very small, small goth kid. Um, well done. I just, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do remember when um, when American Idiot came out, there was this whole sort of thing of... So, like, the, the music department at my high school, they didn't really have, like, practice rooms if you wanted to be in, like, a sort of, like, a typical band rather than, like, a brass band or, like, mm-hmm. a jazz band or anything like that. But they, at one point, they converted some old boys' toilets into being, like a band rehearsal room yeah and so it smelled kind of weird no. <laughs> so i don't know how well they actually because it looked like a school classroom yeah like they, they they made it look really good but it did not smell right at certain times in the day so i think there was still kind of some weird plumbing around in it but um if you weren't if you weren't playing if you weren't yourself in that room if you were walking past you could hear like very clearly what other people were doing in there mm-hmm. and i remember like almost every single person who could play guitar in my school when i was like about I think this is probably when I was in, like, year 11. Everyone in every single other year, like, below me, they all learned how to play the riff from American Idiot. Mm. So you can guarantee that if you were walking past that, like, little weird rehearsal space toilet room, yeah. you would probably hear the riff from the song American Idiot being played on a guitar. I it mean, was very, it was very indicative. It was a sign of the times. Was, is that riff hard? Yeah. Like, my screen day it's not, too, it's not too tricky. I, uh, I tried to learn guitar, I think, when I was nine, and, um... Time of Your Life was the song that I was trying to learn. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, I, I think I really wanted to play guitar, but I didn't want to put the work in. And I thought if I just turned up to guitar lessons, sat through them and came home, I would magically learn guitar. And that's not how that works. You actually have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps if you want to... I mean, I was going to say it normally helps if there's a song you want to learn to play, but you oh? just completely... I think you just completely went against that bit of advice, though. Because if you wanted to learn to play that song, but you still didn't learn how to play that song... I was young. I was. A sweet it's a baby. weird song to try to start with as well. I can play it on ukulele now. So, well done. Yeah, good song. Very good. Yeah, they're fun. Um, also, I think when when that album came out, it was a couple of days before my birthday. I was visiting my grandpa, and um, I was just playing it on loop in the living room, and uh was like, wake me up when December ends. Like, my gran- my grandpa came in, like, when I was listening to that for, like, the 15th time, and he was like, oh, wake me up <laughs> this ends. Is it December or November? It's September. Oh, September. You just said it. <laughs> so, yeah, Green Day, I really enjoyed them. Not, haven't listened to them in a while. Oh, no. What about spooky um, dad goths? I've got intro. Oh, gosh. Um, I still like them, but I haven't actively seek them out in a long time i mean i feel like matt skeever is now living his skate punk dream by being in blink 182 but he's less spooky now less spooky i've seen pictures of him i don't i can't (laughs) imagine him hanging out with bats or living in a coffin or anything like that he looks i don't know he's probably (laughs) at this point he's probably got like his scrooge mcduck-esque like um chamber of money to swim in gosh yeah but um yeah, I, I'd like a new Alkaline Trio album. I feel like whenever they bring out a new album, there's always one or two really good songs. So. Ooh, yeah, like, um, I can't remember what the album's called, though, but Calling All Skeletons was, re- was a really solid track, and then the rest I can kind of take or leave. But um, that's, like, the one album that's not on Spotify. So it's like, ah. Oh. 
One time we saw Alkaline Trio play at, was it 2000 Trees Festival? Yes. Yeah. yeah um, they headlined one of the bigger stages, I want to say. But the weather was really bad at the time and the electricity to the stage cut out. And then I think Dan Andriano came out and tried to play a song acoustic. And I think about maybe like 20 people who were closest to him could hear it and they were having a big old sing-along. But for <laughs> us who were like a few more hundred people back, we were just like, what is going on? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was really looking forward to that as well. And it just like... Yeah, I think... Ugh, I guess if it rains at a festival, cover up all your wires. Yeah. Just in case it all... <laughs> it was pretty like spectacular how it was all like lit up and loud and then all of a sudden it just disappeared and everyone yeah. was kind of in the dark. It was... It was special. Oh. What's your best gig experience? My best gig experience? I had like a really surreal one when... Um, I did a thing a couple of... I say a couple of years ago. It's probably about like over 10 years ago now. Where I... Um, I was... I kind of worked on one of the bars at the V Festival. Yeah. And so I kind of went to the V Festival for the weekend and kind of like... I got to hang out and watch bands for like the one day and then the second day I could watch bands for like half the day and then I had to work in the bar like during sort of like the main headline sets. And I think I got my break during I think it was Beck's set. Yeah. And this was when Beck was playing with like in the center of the stage he had like a little puppet band. Oh. So at the same time as Beck is playing with like a big band on the main stage of V Festival in the in the center of the stage and being shown on the TV screens, which is a really cool thing, was this kind of like little puppet version of Beck and all of his band, and it was like really weird and surreal. And I think I went out and like I heard like about like two or three Beck songs, like probably like the only two two or three Beck songs that I'm really that familiar with. Oh, good timing. And um, yeah, it was like a really weird, nice, surreal moment. And then I went back to the the drink tent, and <laughs> I think I heard all of Faithless Faithless's set. Like yeah. a dance music act who I never really got into that much, but then I heard all of like Radiohead set, and that was all really. It was a really nice set to listen to in a really strange ambient way, from mm. being kind of like near the main stage, but not so near that it's that loud. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that my little sort of like twenty minute break of watching a puppet Beck band play was really good. Yeah, um, you got two in one. You got a regular band, a puppet show. Yeah. You got it all. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Um, I. I've really enjoyed, like, probably, like, I want to say, like, every time I've ever seen the band Los Campesinos play live. Yes. But um, the first time I saw them was just after they released uh, We Are Beautiful, We Are Doomed. I saw, them, I saw them, I went to Coventry to see them play at a place called The Casper. And I remember that was an incredible gig, because I'd already been, like, super into that band since they released their first um, few EP things. Yeah. And finally getting to see them play live as, like, a big, like, seven-piece, like, cacophonous musical outfit was really fun like yeah. I had like, a really good time with that so I got the chance to see Los Campesinos just after their first album came out I got invited to go see them and I hadn't heard them before so I asked my mum and she was like it's a school night you're not oh, I think I was no. like 15 maybe 16 at the time and I was like okay cool whatever and then I listened to them and I was like oh no they're really good <laughs> um and Anytime I've seen them now, it's been in a really big room uh, full of people. But I mean, those camp scenes are great. I want a lot of people to come to their shows. And uh, we saw them, I feel maybe they were the last band that we saw live. I teared up a little bit. Maybe. I just, they're so good. Yeah. And I think as well, what I like about those camp scenes is um, I feel their music's kind of grown up in the start, like 
for what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it used to be really, really twee, which was great because when I first heard Los Campesinos, I really enjoyed twee music, and it's just kind of matured into like this really great thing that I'm into now. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know what I mean? They're a like, band that's grown with you. Yes. Yes, and they're wonderful. So I remember um, shortly after getting into them, I think they were doing. I think it was a case where they were doing a tour with Johnny Farner. Oh, yeah. And I don't think they were playing anywhere near where I was at the time, which was really sad because both bands are, like, probably amongst my favourites. Yeah. But then it was really cool that we got to see both bands together when they did that Birmingham show at the Flapper a couple of years ago. Yeah. So that was cool because I think I'd always wanted to see those bands on, like, the same bill because, <laughs> like, they're both bands that I really, really enjoy. So, yeah, yeah that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What is... So, are they your favourite band now? Because that's another question I would like to ask. Oh, my favourite band? Oh, my gosh. I hate that question. This is the (laughs) question I was saying, like, about before. Um, Bands that I really enjoy at the moment, but I don't know if they're, like, my favourite band or whatever. Like, um, obviously, I really really love Los Campesinos. I really love Johnny Farner. And, like, everything those two bands put out is amazing. Um, I really love the band Hopalong. I think yes. like that's that band makes like really interesting music and the singer has such like a unique voice and like it's really sort of impassioned and it works really well with the music and they they've been really good with the few times we've seen them live. Um oh, who else do I like? Who are your favourite bands while well, I frantically look at my Spotify playlists to see who <laughs> what bands I like? Um I really like, I haven't listened to them recently, but I feel that like the Bare Naked Ladies have always got a slot in my favourite. Okay, like... <laughs> like... Really? Really? Was, really? They got, like, a Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavour. We were just in Canada recently. I forgot to seek it out. Yeah. Oh, I'm my gosh. I forgot about, about that. And now I'm really sad that we didn't actually check that out. And the flavour was called Yitzbin. <laughs> Is it? No. It's it's something like, uh, if I had a thousand flavors, that's not even the song. Um, I think Benicula is the kind of thing that if you look at them and pretend that they didn't release anything past a certain point, you're probably okay. But when their most recent album was entitled Fake Nudes... Okay, I keep forgetting that. That's the thing thing where I was like... I do not Naked Ladies never really, like... You know, did they not in, grow up? They're an inoffensive band. Well, maybe their music's grown up, but their attitudes and naming things have just gone so downhill. I yeah, I don't. That might be. Have you is, have you got the question written down there? Like, what's the worst album title? Oh, because like oh, you know, we're just dunking on. I think them. we found it. I mean, they've got a very very large discography, which I hadn't checked out. They probably. do have a lot of really good songs. Them. Like they got yeah. that song about being a farmer that you really like. I really like that song. <laughs> it's really good. It just makes me happy. It's good. Um, someone whose music I've really started enjoying in recent times is Chance the Rapper. Like, oh, yeah. I think um, his um, record, The Coloring Book, is really good. Like, I listened to that on a plane journey recently because it was, like, on the weird little plane touchscreen music album thing. And I don't think... I'd, I'd only heard the song Same Drugs up until that point, and I really like that song. And listening to the whole album, like... I don't know. He's the kind of guy who you can tell when he's got a grin on his face when he's singing certain lines. Yeah. And I like that kind of... I think when someone's got that kind of charisma that you can hear that kind of like... You can hear it come through in their music. I think that's really good. Um, I really I really enjoyed that. Who else do you like? Except for Bare Naked Ladies. I like Fight Like Apes, but they uh, they broke up. But it's okay, because they've got a discography of... Uh, they've got, like, three albums or something, and they're all really good. So I just keep going back to that. I really like Lemuria. 
They're wonderful. The Murray are really good. Yes. I hope they tour again. I feel like we saw them live, like, kind of... I want to say it's probably in this, the first year that we were going out. I think so, I don't yeah. think we've seen them again since. But they were really good at that gig. They'll come back. We got that, um, we got that little seven-inch single and it had them... Oh, it had like a song called Lemons on it or something. I yeah. think that was a really good song. So yeah, everyone listen to Lemuria because they're wonderful. And I like them. And then we can talk about... I like the band Why. Why are very good. I've got an, an annoying band name. Because <laughs> if it was like, oh, what's your favourite band? Why? Why do you want to know? I don't think that exchange ever comes up. Why? <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine why being anyone's favourite band. What? They're a good band, but I just don't ever think they've, they're like... Oh. What, it, what happens if they're my favourite band? Are they your favourite band? I think they're definitely up there. I really like them. They're okay. A lot. They have really good lyrics. Uh, except some of them, mm, yeah. Do you remember that time that we had tickets to go and see Y in Birmingham, but we were really tired and sleepy and we didn't really go? Tired. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish we had now. I think there was a whole, there was a moment when we went to, when we went over to Seattle earlier this year, I wanted to see if we could see some, um, to go see some bands, because it's like Seattle, it's like a, like a real sort of like live music history place. Sure and we is. got to go see Superchunk Live, that was really good. But I think Y had played the same venue, like maybe two days before we landed <gasps> before we arrived in Seattle so oh. I think that would have been really good I think I remember seeing their name on why? the thing being like oh it'd be really good if we could go see Y live and then I was like oh yeah remember when we could have seen them live and we didn't <laughs> so maybe we just don't deserve to see them again if they oh, never no. if they never play near us again that's our own fault yeah. so I'll take that I've already seen them live have you seen them live I've never seen them live no. oh well, we have to go see them why why? Uh-huh. Why? Um, I really like Anamanaguchi. That's like a, a band who I forget about a lot, but they always do. go back to. Like they kind of they do the chiptune thing, but with like live guitars and drums, and it's very high energy and it's really always really pleasant to listen to. So yeah, I really like those. If I could make chiptune music that sounded like that, oh, wow, I'd be just flying. Really good. I really like the Undertale soundtrack. That's really. <laughs> it's really good. It's not a band though. No, but it's really good. Um, are you ready for another question? The final I'm question. I'm totally ready for. Is this the final question? The final question for me because okay. we have listener questions. We have a lot of listener questions we, as well. We do. Okay, so you ready? Yes. Karaoke song. Um, I would really like to do karaoke of any Carly Rae Jepsen song Ooh. that isn't um. That isn't Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Because, like, everything of emotion is amazing, but it's never on any karaoke machines, so... That's true. What the hell? Yeah, I think... I just think it wasn't popular enough. What? That album wasn't popular. Ah! There's, like, articles about it and stuff. It's an amazing album, but it was never, like, a mainstream hit, so... That's just, like... It's hit after hit after hit, though. It had Tom Hanks in the music video for I Really, 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 Really Like You. Thank you. Which is a really, really good song. Um, So, yeah, like... Any Carly Rae Jepsen song, except for Call Me Maybe, would be great. Call Me Maybe is <laughs> fine, but there's so many better songs by Carly Rae at this point. That's true, yeah. I, call I mean, Carly Rae because we're best friends. I'd still sing. I'd still sing that song, though, by C. Ray, my friend. Um, what, what about you? What's your ultimate karaoke? <sighs> I was going to say All Style, but now I just feel silly. That is really silly. It's Everyone likes it. Give me the ring back. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That joke's too funny. <laughs> um... I want to say that, um, going back to Bare Naked Ladies, like, we tried doing one week as a karaoke thing once, but that was so bad. There are so many words in that song, and there are so little gaps to breathe in. It's very... If you ever want to embarrass yourself at a karaoke bar or something... I think... 
one I think week. I could do it if I practiced. No, I don't think you could. Like, I don't think anyone could do that if myself. they practiced. I think it tries to combine all... There's just too much. There's too much. It's, it's, it's been too much. It's, it's been too yep's much. Yips. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know what my karaoke good songs would be. No, I think Carly Rae's good. My Chemical Carly Romance. Ra- my Chemical Romance the Disco. My Chemical Romance is a mixed one, though. There's some weird ones. We tried what? to do Black Parade. Uh, that was good. Thing. Oh, we were great. I think it's too long for a karaoke. It's very slow. It's I don't too know much. if it's enjoyable for If it was only else. the bit before the song kicks in, I think it's acceptable. I think once there's an entire other song that's not as interesting... Okay, um, keep on with the music theme. I guess we kind of like let's let's swiftly segue over to listener questions. Um, we had a question from Nicole on Twitter saying, um, asking us what's our favorite movie soundtrack. There's being Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, your name. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Um, I don't, if you haven't seen it already, uh, your name was this really lovely uh, Japanese animation film from I want to say 2016. Yeah. But it kind of had, like, limited release in cinemas in 2017 and stuff as well. Um, It's, like, just such a wonderful, emotional, weird, like, lovely story. And the music throughout the entire thing is amazing. Um, It's a band... It's done by a band called Radwimps. And if you check out just, like, one song from it, there's a song called Zen Zen Zents. And that song is just, like, so good and upbeat. And it plays over this really good, like, montage really early in the film. And it's so good. Maybe that's like one of my favorite movies as well. Yeah, I mean, it's if this so was a good. if this was a podcast about oh. what our favorite movies were, oh okay, maybe, uh. maybe that's something for the future. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I would literally have the same answer for that because I think as yeah. soon as we as soon as we came back from the cinema from seeing that film, I I we listened to the music for like the next three days straight or something, and then so keep good. going back to it. It's very good. Uh, Jonathan on Twitter asks. Uh, best British band slash artist in the last 15 or so years? I'm just going to say Lost Campesinos, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Lost Campesinos and Johnny Foreigner are, like, both incredible. Trust Fund are great. Oh, yeah. I was, gonna, I was just about to say Trust Fund. <laughs> um, I think we'll talk about Trust Fund more on the, the next episode. Because oh, yeah? they've got, like, a new album coming out and stuff. Cool. And from what I've heard so far of it, it sounds really good, but I want to, like, talk about that in a bit more in-depth. But if you haven't heard the band Trust Fund, check them out. They are really, 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 really good. They make kind of, like... Um, I described them to you the other day as... It's kind of like if if the band Weezer was a bit more nice and earnest and a little less old and getting a bit creepy. Oh, So it's kind of like the antithesis of Weezer. It's like, so if you like something that's, like, big and powerful and emotional... But it's kind of like it's it's got its heart on its sleeve, and it's really catchy and good. I don't know. Trust me, are amazing. What what else have you got on Instagram? In your opinion, what is the best genre of music? Also, do you like Broadway musicals? Because they are in all caps quality. They are quality. Um, I don't think we've seen enough Broadway musicals, but we saw Hamilton uh, live earlier this year. That was wonderful and incredible. Um. I saw Les Miserables, like, when I was, like, super, super young, but I was, like, way too young to appreciate it, and I think in recent times I've listened to that whole kind of, like, um, I've, like, listened to, like, the whole score and the whole soundtrack again, and found it to be really good and emotional, but, um, yeah, Hamilton totally tops it, like, for everything, like, everything about Hamilton is just wonderful, I think Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda is, like, a very talented guy. I feel like um, my Spotify stopped scrubbling to Last FM, so I don't know what my top album is, but it should be Hamilton, I think. I've listened to it so much. I think in the last 
couple of years we've listened to it so much it was it was very strange like knowing it almost all off by heart before going to see it live mm. so yeah it's really it's really good i think hamilton's incredible in terms of favorite genre of music um i don't know i don't know what my favorite genre is i think i've got like a whole bunch like i, I really like some electronic stuff i really like kind of like indie emo rock sort of uk like some twee uk stuff i don't really so it's a weird one there I, I like a lot of different genres of music i think there's a lot of different i think there's always some very good bands gravitating from different genres of music and i, I can never just pick one <laughs> I feel like my favourite genre is Hamilton the Musical, and it's not too late to jump on that train. It's really good. Yeah, like, you don't have to see Hamilton live to enjoy it. Like, literally the entire thing is told through song. So if you just if you just fire up Spotify and search for Hamilton... If you, if you've, if you haven't understood the hype of why people go on about Hamilton, just listen to all of Hamilton and, like, listen to it, like, a few times. Because the first time there's, like, totally, like, story bits that might not make any sense. But the more you listen to it, the more, like... I don't know, it's just great. I love it so much. And every single song is, like, really good and well done. And, yeah, our favourite genre of music is <laughs> Hamilton the Musical. What is an instrument that you really want to learn? And what is your favourite or go-to instrument for making music? You, hey, Steph, you make music. <laughs> I would love to learn to play the violin, but I wouldn't I would need to buy a violin again. I once, I once had a violin, but I lent it to someone I was in a band with, and then... I never got it back. <laughs> I think it's been too long now to be like, hey, can I have my violin back? Um, but yeah, I'd love to play violin. Like, um, it looks like a re- really nice, rewarding instrument to play. I like to play, like, trumpet as well. It'd be nice to play, like, a real trumpet. I use, like, fake trumpet on a bunch of songs and stuff that I make, and I found, like, a really good fake trumpet, but it's it's a really weird one to get a good sound of if you don't actually have, like, a real trumpet. So, do you want to start a ska band with me? I do not want to start. I do not want to start a ska band with you. Okay. Um, I make most of my music using um keyboard nowadays. I've got like a little keyboard controller that I have plugged into my computer, and I have like a little thing called a MIDI fighter as well. It's kind of like um, it's like a four by four grid of arcade style buttons that you can you can tie different effects and samples to. So when you hit them, it triggers them. So it's really satisfying for playing drums on and. Yeah, I think those two things are my favourite things for making music at the moment. What about you, Sarah? What what instrument would you like to play, if you could? Um, I'd like to play the corgi. It's not called a corg. What is it? The sim. I'd like to play a sim. A I'm, sim. Sure, I'm sure I could learn that. Like a, cor- I, a corg sim? <laughs> I'd just like to play the dog. The dog. You just want to play, play a whole dog. I can play the ukulele, but I get blisters really easy. Um, I'm not very musical, but I like singing. Um, so, yeah, if I just like to magically learn. Maybe guitar. Oh, any instrument that's not a trumpet. <laughs> Sorry. You you do the trumpet. I'll do the other instruments. Excellent. Um, imagine, for some reason, music was banned and you couldn't listen to any for 20 years. What? Which would be the first song you would listen to after such a long time and why? No? Somebody. I mean, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I would. What a horrible, <laughs> horrible question! I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to deal with these. I don't want to do this thought experiment. Okay. All right. I don't know um, what I listen to. I, c- I can ask you a different question. We all know. What would you listen to? Somebody. No, that's awful. Yes, Ben. One week. Oh. Um, what's your go-to background music for working? Um, I think 
I put on a lot of... <laughs> I think I listen to a lot of Trust Fund at the moment. I don't know what I go to is. Is it probably the Your Name soundtrack? Um, I have a playlist that I just keep returning to. I have like I think three playlists on the go, and they've all got the same music on it. So it's just the same old, same old. But um, I mean, when we're working, I probably prefer a podcast just to keep my brain more engaged. Yeah. Or if I'm writing, I need silence. I think we have like different sort of days. Like some days it's just nice to just put put on like a load of music, and then other days it's like let's put on some let's 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 listen to some people talking. <laughs> um, I got a good question over from Instagram. Uh, it's from user Bunnies and Tavi. They asked, "What adventure are we both looking forward to in the future?" Um, we really want to go to Japan. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I want to buy lots more Splatoon stuff, and I want to I want to uh, gachapon machines. I just want to gachapon machines. I want to go to the Ghibli Museum. I want to pet some cats it, on an island, a cat island or not. You know, I mean, it also seems like it's like a country filled with really interesting culture and like a really sort of I don't know. Everything looks like very bright and flashy in sort of Tokyo and. I don't know, it seems like a really interesting place to visit. I think a really, like, surreal place to visit. Like, I don't think I've ever gone anywhere that's... where the language is so, um... Like, where the language is, like, so differently presented. Like, I've never visited anywhere where everything's, like, written in symbols that I don't necessarily understand. So I think we're totally gonna have to, like, learn some of that stuff before we go. But, yeah, I think Japan would be, like, super interesting to go to. Uh, user Skybreads asks, Which of your comics is your favourite? That's a toughie, because it's like, which child is my favourite? But um, I really, really like Kim Reaper. I really like working on Kim Reaper, but our Super Adventure is really sweet, because it's like, I get to do a thing, I get to put it straight on the internet, and I get to share it with people, and then people react like so nicely to it, and that's that's nice in a different way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, those two. I'm sorry, all other comics that I've done. <laughs> what, was, what was your favourite issue of Kim Reaper so far that you've drawn? Um, probably the one that's not out yet, so I don't know if I can go into it. But it's really good, so when it does come out, you should check it out. What's your favourite one that's been released? The one with all the zombies. I just I really like zombies. I think they're very That was spooky. very good. You drew a lot of zombies in that issue. I did, and they're all really cute. Um, What's you- your favourite comic? Well, my favorite comic that you've done. Um, I think um, I think Glitch is really good, but that doesn't come out until next year. So yeah, I I worked. I've done a graphic novel for Scholastic called uh, and graphics called Glitch, and and I yeah we spent like because you you flattered it and lettered it and um, I drew it and we worked so long on it, but because yeah it doesn't come out. It's like gone out of my brain space. Yeah, we so we, we spent like a solid four months at the start of this year just getting it totally like finished and we yeah. kind of just like didn't leave the house and which was like kind of good because it was like the weather was awful and it kept snowing and stuff <laughs> but um yeah it's really good i'm excited for it to come out but it doesn't come out until next like spring so yeah we'll probably I, talk about that more in the future <laughs> i feel i feel like once it's out it'll become my favorite comic yeah but at the moment it's just like which glitch is the child that lives under the stairs it's <laughs> <a> really really <laughs> weird way of putting it i'm thinking about harry potter but it's not harry potter it's it's fine. Like I mean, it was Potter. mean that they put Harry Potter under the stairs. So yeah, like when they put real life boy Harry Potter under the stairs, <laughs> I hated it. Um, I think Kim Reaper's definitely some of the strongest stuff you've done so far. Oh, thank you. I think you. the new stuff 
looks really good so far as well. I think so too. <laughs> I think the I think the the first issue is my favourite of Kim Reaper though. I think the the reveal of the the cat's owner is particularly oh, spoilers. good. Spoilers! Spoilers! Literally not a spoiler Read because I didn't comic. say who the owner was. <laughs> um, user Wilfred Abafat Abba on Twitter asks, "What's your favourite strip in our super adventure?" So oh, let, let's count that from like our super adventures in like book one. Uh oh, okay. It's like the first the book. Oh gosh. Um I don't know. I don't know, they're all good. I like uh the one where I touch your butt. I did I did a comic with my butt out, but I didn't put it on the internet, I just put it in the book. So you have to pay to see my butt. Yeah, that one's particularly haunting. My cartoon butt. Um, I really love the Lonely Little Plum one because I remember yeah. that moment happening as like clear as day. And I think I had to pester you to draw that comic, but it was so worth it. Because oh, it was such a funny, weird little moment of me looking... Me just looking up from video, playing video games and seeing you look all sad on the stairs. It was very good. I, I think that, that might be my favourite in that first book. I was a little plump. Oh. Uh, Timothy Winchester from Twitter asks, Biggest video game hunk? Big the Cat. I don't Are know. Are you just choosing that just because of, like, you heard me say biggest video game hunk and you were like, big the cat? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Yeah, He's probably, your... probably, like, every Final Fantasy protagonist. Oh, I thought you were going like, to also say big the cat. I feel like they're always like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> oh, I want to say, I think it's Barrett in Final Fantasy Seven. He's, like, got a gun for an arm, which I feel like... Mm. That's a very good gun arm. It's very yeah. like. Does it bend? Huh? Does the the arm bend? Is it a gu- I don't understand. It's like the the bendy bit is the. Oh, does it? It's, it's like, got like a big cannon. It's like a big silly cannon. Just doesn't sound like. Can you imagine trying to eat cereal with a gun arm? Yeah, but imagine if you're in some Pew! kind of like. My like if you're in some kind of like hunk contest and you got to like flex your muscles and if you're flexing your <laughs> gun arm, I feel like that gives you points. I I feel like the games I play don't like have any hunks in them. Like, I, I played a lot of Binding of Isaac, which is just you're a child I mean, fighting monsters, monsters with tears. are pretty hungry. No, they're really not. Oh, uh, God. Uh, Hamish Steele asked on Twitter, he asked us what the best video game food item is. Um, so in Digimon World, they have, like, a meat farm, <laughs> which is just, like, they just grow meat out of the floor, like, vegetables, but it's meat. I think that's really funny. I used to really enjoy making, was it Poffins on oh, Pokemon? Oh, yeah, Cute. I don't remember which Pokemon game it was, but we had to, like, spin them with the stylus, and it was, like, kind of making a pancake on the screen. I think yeah. it was. I don't know if they necessarily looked that delicious, but the process of making them was always fun, so i choose those. Oh, what's your favourite pancake? My favourite pancake? In real life. <laughs> Just, like, pancakes. I mean, what's your favourite food in real life? Well, it's, it's been, I can't think of anything. It's pancakes. pancakes <laughs> I love now. pancakes. It's awful. Um, I just remembered we had another uh, question from Timothy Winchester um, about music. And it, the question was, what's your favourite Enya song? I only know Orinoco Flow, and I don't even think you know that one. My favourite one is Pumping Iron for Enya by Adam and his Package, which isn't by Enya, but it's about Enya. That was a terrible question. Um, Hanyu, sorry, Hanyu Yiyamura from Twitter asks, have we played Neko Atsume? And if yes, how does it compare to our real cats? Oh, very similar. Exactly the same. I'd say similar, but like, I feel like I saw the Neko Atsume cats, like, um, butts a lot more than our own cats' butts. Mm, I, I feel know. like every time I checked up on that, on, on Nico Atsume, Ad- Ad- I don't know how it's said. I've heard like so many different pronunciations of it that I'm just going to like merge them all together to make my own one. Um, I feel like every single time I ever logged onto the app, 
I was just presented with like a bunch of like cat butts facing me. I used to have that kind of like U-shaped uh, tube, and there'd always be like two cats just like headfirst into it. A cartoon cat butthole is cute though, because it's just a little cross. Yes, real, real life. Real ones, cat it's butts not... nowhere near. It's, it's weird, cute. isn't it? They don't have butt cheeks. I I, ch- I changed my phone like I think I had to like do a full reset on my my phone when I first got Neko Atsume though, and so I lost like all my progress and like lost all my cats that I'd like met and stuff so i had to start over again and then i ended up getting a new phone shortly after that and i had to start from scratch again and it was really sad because like but you have i've met so many i'm like yeah we have real cats i'm just saying that the real cats the progress is always saved with them (laughs) whereas not so much with neko atsume but it was really good Um, so there's like a virtual reality version of it yeah that is cute like coming out or something so that's interesting um we had a really good question from um, Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram asked, "How has being a well-known comic couple affected our relationship?" Hmm. How has it affected our relationship? I don't feel like it has. Um, I think it's 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 we've had some like weird conversations that maybe like aren't everyday conversations for people to have. Like, I can't believe how popular that comic about my butt has gone on the internet. Yeah. But um, other than that, I don't think it's changed how... I don't think it's changed much. I feel like I have a real disconnect from it. It's not something I think about until we're, like, we're at shows and people are talking to us about it and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone knows. I kind of love those conversations, though, because it's always people pointing out that they do similarly weird things as well. And yeah. it's this weird validation that comes from, hey, like, we do these dumb things, but other people do all these dumb things as well, which means that it's all good <laughs> i feel there's definitely been some strips that i've drawn and i'm like is this weird and i put it up and then everyone's like nah same same <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's been it's been good like i, I feel like there's a definite we I, I feel like we don't i don't think the version like i don't think us in the comics online i look at and go uh yeah that's that's us in real life i feel like there's a definite sense of that's us in one sense We've been recognised a couple of times out and about, yeah. which is really... It's always fun. Uh, one time we went to the cinema and I came back home there and someone like posted on Facebook being like, so are you at the cinema? And I'm like, did I go in my pyjamas? <laughs> Don't look at me! Or like, um, someone said, said hi to us in the Nintendo store. Oh, yeah. We should just go live in the Nintendo... Wait, Nintendo store should sponsor us or we should just stop talking about them so much. Yeah, there are other video game stores out there. Are there? Not really. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think it's um, like, I think it's very rare that you've ever come up with a comic strip that I've I thought wasn't okay to put online. Yeah. But by and large, everything I don't know. It's cool. I'm, I feel like we don't we don't share anything online that we wouldn't be happy to share online. Yeah. I mean, apart from my my book comic, and I just put that in print. Ah, yeah. So. so if you if you want to if you want to see that amazing comic. Yeah, <laughs> just have to buy the book. So we get I you. Mean, I yeah, I run I run all the comics by you first, and then also you let them now. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah so I can just I'll, I'll just change it completely. I'll be like, oh, what, this is what you've written. Oh, um, no, now it's a, now it's just all about Spider Man. But it's just it's really nice. It's like it's fun, and it's kind of like it's really wild. I think like I don't. Yeah. Like if I think about it, I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've I don't think I've ever really let my brain process just how popular it's gotten because it's super surreal and strange to me. Yeah, like, in like a really good way. Like I don't know. It's 
It's really surreal. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's affected us in a cool way. Uh, this is a cool question from Tom Spark on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite ever Comic Con so far? Ooh. Yeah. I am. Mm. I don't. Mm. Oh, in in terms of like just pure being amazed by everything that was in the room, I think doing SPX last year was really incredible. Yeah. But that was like I think there were there were too many good comic creators in one place, and I don't think enough of it sunk in because of that. Because I think afterwards there were like there were so many. I think there were so many things. There were so many people. There were there were so many things. I wish. There were so many things that I looked at in passing and thought, oh yeah, I'm going to go back and get that. But then because there were so many other cool things, it just kind of pushed everything out of my head. So I'd say like my advice for SPX is when you see something cool, just get it. Because <laughs> you might forget. <laughs> I've, I wanted to do S- uh, SPX's Small Press Expo in uh, Washington, D.C. No, Maryland. Uh, Maryland, Maryland. Next to D.C. Oops. Um, but yeah, I've wanted to go for years. And then we, we went uh, last year. But I think the problem is that like I want to go around i want to see everything and it's like but i'm tabling so it's like you have to stay behind your table so there were definitely points when i was like i'm going to the toilet and then i'd see a bunch of stuff and be like i want this all but i just don't can't get out so but it was so it was so good we did pick up actually a lot of stuff like yeah we did i just like, considering that <laughs> like, i was like we missed a load of things we still brought back like a good 30 books i want to say yeah. like our suitcases oh were my heavy. gosh i just i want it all i want to I need to clone myself because it's like I want to be behind the table, but I also want to be on the floor. I mean, I but, think wasn't that was before we started taking breaks at conventions, though. Yeah. So oh yeah, we take breaks. I think now, it, yeah, we start. I think literally the next month we started taking like hour-long breaks at conventions from not being behind the table the whole time, so we can actually yeah. get away from the table and grab something to eat without awkwardly eating a sandwich behind the table or something. <laughs> but that's like perfect shopping time for future conventions as well. That's so true. I think next time um, we do that show, we'll have more time. I think the cool thing about Small Press Expo as well is like, um, it's in a hotel and everyone stays at the hotel that the show happens at. So everyone hangs out at the hotel afterwards and there's like this big patio. So it's like a really nice, so that like, you, you do the show and then it's just really good for socializing as well. Like we got to like meet so many of our like internet friends. So like, I think that's one of my favorite things about small press expo was just like hanging out after the show. It was just nice and easy. It was really nice. Um, Morgan Dodds on Instagram asks, what's better Mario or Zelda? Um, I grew up with Sega. <laughs> uh, Mario, for me, because I haven't played much Zelda. I'm sorry. What's your favourite Mario? Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. Um, I, I, Mario Odyssey looks really, really cute and good, but I've played a lot of Mario Kart. There's literally no reason that you haven't been able to play Mario Odyssey. I've got deadlines. Um, What was... This was by uh, user like Leozy Thongs on Twitter. The first game we ever played, and our favorite console. Favorite console is the Switch. I'm sorry. I would agree with that. It's very good. <laughs> I should be like nostalgia, but I'm like no. I like I just it's portable. It's got all the good games on it. I love it so much. I just want everything out on it. Um, and the first game I played, I think, was Sonic Jam. That's a good game. Yes, it is. Thank you. I think um, the first ever game I played was uh, it was the very first Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo, the NES. Because mm-hmm. like my cousin who lives in London had like had an NES. I think that was the first time I ever experienced like video games as a thing. But um, I couldn't run and jump at the same time. So there's a, there's a bit on like the very first level where you get to the first kind of like real like bottomless pit jump, 
and I just like fell straight in like three times in a row, lost all my lives, and that was it. I don't think he let me play again. Oh, shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, favorite console though is like totally the Switch. Like I really enjoyed the the PS Vita as a console. I think that was like a really amazing handheld like handheld handheld console from Sony that had so much like um, indie support. So so many like yeah. third party games are coming out on it that previously were kind of like big sort of on um on the pc on steam mm-hmm. and it kind of just never it lost all of its kind of first party support so sony kind of stopped looking at it as a games console and started looking at it as like an accessory for the ps4 for remote play which spoiler alert doesn't work that great because it only uses like um 2.4 gigahertz wi-fi which really isn't very good for streaming like video game console mm-hmm. to handheld but um the switch feels like the much like it feels like what the PS Vita could have been if it was supported. So the fact that there's so many good first party games coming out for it from Nintendo, it's the fact that Nintendo had all these great games come out for the Wii U, but yeah. no one bought Wii U, which is really sad because we ended up getting one for Mario Kart when that came out, and then when um, when Splatoon came out, that was incredible as well. And there was like so many kind of like there were so many like small gems that came out for the Wii U that are now th- thankfully getting a second lease of life on the Switch, and that kind of is only increasing how good the Switch is because it's already become like a Wii U kind of. Um, virtual console as it were so i'm sorry i would like to retract my statement (gasps) my favorite console is the pikachu nintendo 64 because when you turn it on its cheeks light up i don't think so you would are you saying are you saying you would you would trade being able to play splatoon 2 in bed i'm sorry for the i would like to retract my statement again you want to retract your retraction (laughs) Um, we still have a whole bunch of questions Do on our we? list, so I think we'll save those for the next episode, because I think we might oh, run gosh. pretty, we might start running pretty long. Oh. But, if you have any questions that you want to send in and ask us, we will add them to the list. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter, at rsuperpodcast, and we've got an email address, that's rsuperpodcast at gmail.com. And if you send us some questions there, those are the ones that we'll look at first for next time, for sure. Um, I think we got like a couple of, like, comic making questions that sounded really interesting but i think we're gonna save those for like a comic centric episode maybe that's what next episode will be celebrate our new comic reading book club Ooh, yeah yeah we'll we'll let you know we'll let you know tune in next week where we'll be talking about a book yet to be decided and maybe some of the bits and pieces about comic making and some questions if you have any questions about comic making and whatnot as long as it's not about like plot points for any books that haven't come out yet yeah, send them through. We make comics. We can tell you about how we personally make comics. Yeah, we can't speak for everyone else, but we can tell you about what weird witchcraft we used to make. Yeah, yeah. Ones. We'll share our spells with you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. This has been our super podcast. Um, I've been Steph Perennis. I'm always Sarah Grayley. And remember, keep, keep being, being super. super.